interwebs. Tis I, Christy. And me, Kelly. And you are back with us once again to Unnerved. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> Kelly almost fell out of her chair. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of kicked the desk, too, but it's okay. It's fine. Good start. <laughs> it's rough. I'm a little, a little out of sorts. <laughs> oh, it's a Sunday for us, so yeah. it's kind of been a long, long weekend. Uh, of events and it's warm it's yeah. actually warm here in wisconsin for once although yeah early may i mean but we're heading into summer but spring and yeah winter could still we still have a snowstorm still yeah it's possible it's happened before but enough about wisconsin weather <laughs> we're covering ready or not from 2019 Woo! this was really good Love it was this hilarious. This, this was such a surprise. I was, like, really expecting it. I was hoping it was going to be good, and it was really good. It was very yeah. entertaining. So if you haven't seen it, you should go pa- just pause. Just go. Go watch go it. Go watch it and come back. And if you're listening at work, pause, leave work, go watch it, <laughs> and then listen up. <laughs> it's a Friday. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, it's our most recent horror movie yeah it I is say. i don't think we've done anything newer i mean our next episode we will, will. be this from this year but, but like that we've done yeah, cur- so get far because get out was 2017 2018 something like that uh i have it up here blah, 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 blah. uh it was higher up on our report card wasn't it yeah i think so we really liked get out it. was 2017 yeah and i think that was the most recent one yeah. we've done before this movie so yeah but yeah you want to just hit us with our cast I and then have... we'll get into some more information yes so main character is played by samara weaving her name is grace ledomas um because she technically marries alex i guess they just gave her his last name yeah um Adam Brody is Daniel Lidomas, the brother of the groom. And then Mark O'Brien is Alex Lidomas, who is the groom. Henry Zerny, I probably should have looked that pronunciation up, <laughs> is Tony Lidomas, who is the dad of the family. Andy McDowell is Becky. She is the mother. Melanie Scrofano, I'm guessing, is Emily Ledomas Bradley, who is the cocaine, pill-addicted, drug-taken sister yeah. in the family. In all my notes, I just put cokehead sister. Yeah, pretty for much. everything. And now cokehead sister did this. Yep. <laughs> That's in all of my notes. Everybody else has their name, except for her in my notes. <laughs> just cokehead sister. <laughs> yeah, Emily. And then her husband's name is Chris, well, his, that's Fitch Bradley. Played by Christian Brunk. Um, then we have Elise Levesque, who's Charity Ledomas. That's Daniel's wife, uh, who is kind of the gold-digging wife who just wanted his money, didn't really marry for love. Nikki Gwad... Oh, gosh. Nikki Gwadag? <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce Gadani? I think, maybe? Yeah, that's Helen Ledomas. That is the aunt, the gargoyle aunt figure. I love her. She's great. Um, John <laughs> Ralston is Stevens, the family butler. And then the guy Busick and R. Christopher Murphy are the film's writers. They cameo in the YouTube video on how to shoot a crossbow that Fitch Bradley watches. And then the directors are Matt Benanelli Olkin and Tyler Gillett, and then the producers James Vanderbilt. Yes, known Ra- as Radio, Radio Silence. Yes, and they also did cameos in VHS, which we'll have to add to our list at some point. I started watching that once. It what? Mm. Yeah, I'm just throwing in that they've worked with them too. Okay, but it'll be on our list eventually. It was really weird. I remember watching the first ten minutes and being really confused. I had friends who were really freaked out by that movie. Really? Yeah. I don't know much about it. I remember there being, like, a sex scene on tape in the beginning. Yeah. I. It's been a while since I've watched it. I didn't get and into it that there, well. Like, the, like a, they, were, there's, they were in a trailer or something, and these girls became monsters, and they started... Something like that. Like I said, it... We didn't get very far. It's... It's been like eight years since i've watched that one i guess we'll watch it eventually eventually we have a lot of other good stuff on our list but anyways rounding back over to 
Ready or not. Ready or not. I'm a little tired, so you're going to get some fun noises from me. <laughs> um, so, let's just get on into the synopsis. Yes. Yes. So, we open. Yeah. With opening credits. We see the layout of all these different family games. Yeah. And some of the games that we see uh, right off the bat, I kind of wrote some of them down that stood out to me for foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> so one of the games right away in the opening shot is called Family Ritual. Oh. And then the one right next to it is called Secret Council. Oh. Those are the ones that give off, like, major red flags, like, this is kind of what the movie's about. Yeah, apparently they, um, the, I think directors probably, they submitted nearly 200 game board names mm -hmm. over to make sure they weren't doing any copyright infringement and yep. only like eight or so were cleared by the legal department so i'm assuming that's what we see in this opening sequence yes. so they, they have another one called abracadabra but that one didn't really stand out to me as it's a pokemon cadabra is yeah abracadabra is too abra is too but abracadabra is... and alakazam yes but abracadabra <laughs> in reference to the magician's catchphrase not the pokemon no definitely the pokemon uh <laughs> oh no all right well we we are looking at all the games and then we cut immediately to a very tiny danny and a very tiny alex running through the halls yeah and their pajamas pajamas and a lantern Danny hides Alex in a wardrobe. Yeah, he's like, uh, kind of like, close your ears, don't listen. Yeah, just stay here until I tell you to get out of here, pretty much. Yeah, he's definitely the older brother trying to protect his younger brother vibe going on. Good for Danny. Yeah, I like Danny. Danny's a plus that. dude. I love Danny. Me too. But then, as he's looking around after he just locked Alex in the wardrobe, uh, Charlie, who, who is the name of this guy, Yeah. Full talks, but also an arrow sticking out of his stomach. Yeah, he's clearly in pain, and he's reaching out to Daniel, like, help me, help me. Um, and Daniel... Throws is, him under the bus. Yeah, clearly has, like, a split second of emotional turmoil. Yeah. And then decides to call for his family. Yeah. So we see his family show up, and they're in these cloaks and really kind of grotesque masks. Yes, and the masks are in reference to the Twilight Zone Ooh. episode, which uh, I'll get more into that during our fun facts, but okay. I just kind of wanted to throw it out there, like, those masks that are creepy, there's a reason, and there's a cute little, like, callback to the Twilight Ooh. Zone. So, yeah. Is that the Twilight Zone episode where those kind of, like, pigs, those masks, or am I thinking of a different one? That might um, be a plastic surgery one I'm thinking of. Twilight Zone, uh, season five, episode 25 called the masks it's about like this i'll just get into it now it's about this grandfather mm -hmm. who um is dying okay and his immediate family so his daughter her husband and then their two kids show up to like be there for his passing not because they love him but because they want his their inheritance his money yes so he says at midnight okay. it, it, it is how long he needs to last so he has, like, this tiny little house party just with them, and they're all super vain. They're bored and whatever. He has gets them dinner, and they give – it's Mardi Gras season. Okay. In, um, in that time frame. And there's parades going outside and everything like that. And he's like, we're all going to wear these masks as a reflection of what you feel internally. And okay. they're the quote-unquote opposite. So he's like, oh, to my granddaughter who keeps looking at herself in the mirror, oh, this mask reflects, like, vanity, which you're not vain, but she is. Yeah. So put, he fits them in all these masks and has them wear them until midnight. Okay. His condition is, if as long as you wear these until midnight, you can get the inheritance. It sounds like that's going to become their face, right? Is that where this is going? Yeah. Ah! So he also has a, a mask, and it's a skull. Okay. Everybody else has these very deformed faces. Yeah. Um, and once it's like 11.55, he explains uh, that they, they've won, essentially, mm -hmm. and he dies at midnight. Okay. Then they finally take off the masks, and all their faces are deformed to fit the mask. Yeah. 
and he's dead and his face was not conformed to the skull because he did not reflect he did not reflect what was under okay that yeah. makes sense so it's a really cool episode i highly recommend checking it out it's on netflix i rewatched it last night i'm thinking of a different one i'm thinking where everyone has plastic surgery to look exactly the same and i think it's like Mmm, I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm thinking of that one. I don't remember which one that is. No, I have no idea. I've seen them few and far between and when they're like on TV mm-hmm. at random intervals, so. But anywho, that's the little tie-in to the Twilight Zone. Yeah. The family shows up and uh, Cross bolts him again. Mm-hmm. So he now has a bolt sticking up higher in his abdomen. And we see a very distraught bride. Yes. Uh, who is clearly upset over what this is happening to who we have to assume is the groom yes um and they kind of they shoot him a couple times then they drag him screaming into their a room that says Lego Moss yeah but yeah and and the bride composes herself and she joins her family Mm mm-hmm and and then we cut to 30 years later yes and we have these beautiful shots of a wonderful life fountain mm-hmm. and outside greenery. Rich, rich, rich. We are definitely at some kind of estate of some sort. But we yes. never really see the full scope of the house. We don't get, like, an external house shot, really. Right, because this was shot in three different locations. Yep. One of them was the Billy Madison house, and then the other one was uh, Xavier's school for gifted children from yes. x-men yes yes <laughs> so those are the two main ones and they kind of stitched them together and the billy madison house is the parkwood estate and the professor x's whatever house or home for gifted children is that yeah, what he school, calls it school for the gifted children yeah or whatever. it's uh casaloma which both are canadian um they are heritage sites museums Mm -hmm. so they had to be really careful with filming in these places because they couldn't do certain things or touch certain things so yes so all of the beginning everything except for the ending scene is cgi for that reason because they could not get it dirty yes which which is fair i I mean their cgi was okay so it didn't it was not distracting it was done minimalistically it was fine it was done tastefully and not overdone Yes. Or, or look fake. So, kudos to that. But, oh, actually, we see Grace. We see the main character sitting in front of a vanity. Yep, and she's practicing her vows and then altering them for just herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her future husband, Alex, yes. one of the kids we saw before, all yep. grown up, who's going to be marrying mm-hmm. her. He says she looks pretty. Shouldn't be seeing his bride before... Yeah, this I time. would have been upset, but she seemed fine. He didn't seem to care very much at all. And he's like, he, they're talking, it's kind of sweet, and then it kind of goes weird. He's like, you know, this is your last chance to get out. Danny shows up, too. Yes, he does. Danny shows up, and he's like, you don't belong in this family, and I mean that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, she she's fully invested yeah. in getting married and joining this family. I mean, she doesn't know. No, because nobody tells her. But we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. We'll get into mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. They go downstairs and they take photos. Yeah. As the family. She seems so strained. She's like. I mean, she's nervous. Yeah, she's so nervous. She hasn't met half of this family mm-hmm. until now. And everybody's whispering behind her back. They only dated for a year and a half, which in their family it's more tradition to do three years. Yeah, it's like expected some kind of family expectation to do three years before you get married. And yeah. It sounds like Alex has started to distance himself from the family. Yes. And they're hoping Grace is kind of bringing him back to the family. So yeah. there's definitely some tension going on. Yeah, so Dad obviously doesn't like her. Aunt Helen, or Aunt Helene, however you want to pronounce oh, it. God, I think it's Helene. Helene. It, I think it's... It's spelled Helen, but, like, in the movie, they keep calling her Aunt Helene. Then she's Helene. Yeah. Sorry, I mispronounced it. It is all good. But she's sitting off to the side, perfect posture, but, like, hands, like, pancakes on her knees. Oh, my gosh. And just staring with dead expression. (laughs) She has a very stylized, like, her hair is stark white. It is short, but it's... All up. Yeah, all up. It's all up. gelled up. And then she has the smallest amount of lipstick that makes her lips look so small. Yes. 
scary looking lady <laughs> uh anywho but yeah they're going through all that they're all talking and as alex is taking pictures with his family and grace kind of gets a little break from that uh mom comes up <gasps> future mom-in-law oh yeah good old annie mcdowell okay oh, she's so gorgeous i realized where I, i'd seen her before she's from groundhog day yeah i don't know why it didn't occur to me until <laughs> i was doing research but i was like oh Oh, okay. She's such a good actress. I love her. She was great. And she's so much fun to watch if you watch interviews for this and stuff. She's yeah. so fun. Like, yeah. This seems like a very down-to-earth person. Absolutely. But she has this moment with Grace where she's just like, they said all the same shit about me. Mm-hmm. You'll get through it, and you will be part of this family. Once you kind of get through all this hazing, you'll be fine screw them yeah and she genuinely seems happy to have grace there she is looking at grace as the next womanly head of the family yes like she actually likes this one like she doesn't like you find out she doesn't care much for charity they don't have much of a connection and she doesn't care much about fitch and she actually tells him that to his face in the movie well i mean and her daughter is um a cokehead yeah not maybe not not mentally all there (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, my nose itches. Uh, <laughs> it's that springtime allergies. Yes. Anywho. Uh, but yes, family's always ring. And then we get to the actual wedding. Yes, we do. And it's very nice. It's nice. It's outdoors. Yeah, it's... You can see a few... Like, I was like, good lord, this woman has, like, nobody on her side. But you can kind of see in the crowd, there's a few, like, maybe college friends. Okay. That are kind of giving her, like, the thumbs up and just focusing on her. Yeah. So, like, she did invite people of her own to the wedding. So it didn't look that jarring uh, to just see all of the Leto Mosses, essentially. Yeah, but it mostly is in there getting married at their estate, so you would kind of expect it. Yeah. But she also mentions that she doesn't have a family. Right, that she came from a foster home. Yes, and she was bouncing around a lot. Yep. So that's why she's excited, regardless of joining an actual family. Right. Which, girl, you couldn't find a nicer family. <laughs> she didn't know. She hadn't. It sounded she like didn't she know. Hadn't really met all of them until the wedding day. Yeah. Like she meets uh, her other family members later on that night. Mm-hmm. New family members. Yes. But now we cut to Alex and Grace, about to seal the deal on this marriage yeah but Antoline is creeping in the corner be like get your asses downstairs it's game time yeah bitches yeah she was like oh so creepy and um you know grace is a little tipsy they it's been a long day and they've had a few to drink during their wedding and she's like what the heck alex and alex is like listen we just gotta play this one game at midnight and then we're fine. And then you're, like, initiated into the family. Yeah. And she's like, well, why can't we do this tomorrow? He's like, it has to be at midnight and all this. But he still isn't, he hasn't told her the full truth. No. He seems also very paranoid about it. He's worried. Clearly yeah. something's up. Yeah, absolutely. But we go downstairs. We finally meet Cokehead's sister. Yeah, and her husband, Fitch. And her two little boys who are running around with the old masks that we saw at the beginning of the film. Yeah, Georgie and... I don't remember. I don't remember the other, like, ages. It's really not important. Yeah. But Georgie's the one to look out for. I don't like Georgie at all. Georgie, like, the other son really didn't do anything, but Georgie actually has a small part to play, so... Oh, the other one's name is Gabe. There we go. Okay, Gabe didn't do anything. No. But Georgie did. Georgie's a little piece of shit. Yeah, he's kind of scary. We'll get there. Yeah. (laughs) But Um, they're they're playing with the masks, and... I think you meet Charity here as well. Yeah, we meet Charity a little bit more. We met her when they were taking photos. Her and Danny were taking a photo. Yeah, and And things were just... Tension. Tension. And Daniel is... It says he's an alcoholic, so pretty much throughout the film, he's been drinking... Yeah, but he he's so attractive. But there's some, it's, <laughs> it's like he is very attractive. He, yeah. he goes from, oh, he's got his bow tie on at the beginning of the film, but now the bow tie is undone, top rugged. button's done. He's just kind of like 
we're gonna get through this another wedding it's gonna be fine <laughs> guys it'll be good so anyway they're they're kind of all scoping her out like there's definitely some like squaring her up looking her up and down you know who is she what is she gonna be like and yeah you know there's some of that going on yeah her and mom have another nice moment yeah. another heart to heart um and that's how mom finds out about the foster family and they they hug mm-hmm. alex kind of is just once again like okay well we have to go to the the game room now mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna get through this mm-hmm. <laughs> so they go to the game room yeah which is this circular table and it's surrounded by portraits of all of the male ladomas's over time mm-hmm. which were all um made and to look like dad like when they painted these that's what they yeah. did um and they sit down, and the dad, Tony, yeah, Tony, begins to explain to them about this tradition that they have where on the wedding night or whenever they initiate a new member into the family, they must play a game at midnight in order to fully initiate them into mm-hmm. the family. And they've got this box. It's a fancy box. It's a farfance box. And they take a blank card, and they put it into the box, and the box decides what game it's going to play. And Grace is like, oh, this is, she's kind of giggling, a little tipsy, like, this is so stupid. Charity expresses that she got chess, and Fitch describes that he got old maid, and then wants to know what the fuck old maid is. Yeah. (laughs) So, that's all good. So, she's kind of giggling, she takes the card and the box, puts it in, lets the box do its thing, and it, you know, it's done, slides out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she pulls out hide and seek. The one bad card in the bunch. And we're like, no! (laughs) Oh my gosh, and you could tell Alex and Danny just shit their pants, because they have this look of, fuck. (laughs) And everyone else is like, well, okay, this is the way it's gonna be, like. Yep, like, and and mom is genuinely kind of disappointed, she's just like, man, the one I like that they bring home, and she's gotta pull that card. (laughs) So, the whole just, they, they tell her, you have 100 seconds. To go and find a hiding place, mm-hmm. and we're gonna come and try and find you. Yep. And she's like, "Well, this doesn't seem very fair. You're, I'm in your house. They have security cameras, but they dismantle those. Yeah, they dismantle those. She doesn't realize this, but they lock the house down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they say, she's like, "Well, how do I win?" And she's like, "They're like, just don't get found before dawn, and you'll win." She doesn't like hiding for. The idea of hiding for six hours. I mean, I wouldn't either. Like, you're, it's your wedding night, and you have to go and play hide-and-seek with your in-laws now for six hours. And you have to hide for six hours. Eh. <laughs> I don't so, know. she goes off and it starts finding a place to hide while the family suits up to go hunting. They yeah. all grab weapons, and they play this creepy record... For hide and seek. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dis- it's a disturbing little song. Did you catch what it was? I don't think I wrote it down. It's called hide and seek. Like it it, is? that's the name of the record. Okay. It's um chilling, and Alex is left behind in the Ladomas game room, mm-hmm. and Charity is told to watch him or mm-hmm. like keep an eye on the door, making sure that he doesn't interfere. Because he loves her. Yeah, and everyone's given a different weapon. So I think the mom had a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Grandma, or not grandma, Aunt Helene gets a battle axe. Yes, Fitch, she does. Fitch gets a crossbow, and he's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, Emily gets a pepper box revolver, which is a nod to Clue. So mm-hmm. that's the version of the gun weapon in the North American edition of the board game it's since 1972. And it was adopted by the European Kudo in 1996. So she, kind of a nod there. Although she shouldn't be handling any sort of weapon, but... We'll get there. <laughs> um, I don't remember what Daniel had. Daniel has a gun. Like, it's not like a shotgun, but it's it's as big as one. The only gun that I looked up is the gun that Grace gets later on. Okay. And then, um, they all have lanterns. Yes, they look like they're going to go on, like, a hunt. Yes, they do. And we get this beautiful shot of all of them all lined up, ready to go. It is fun. 
and Alex is not participating in this. He has decided no. he is not going to hunt his wife down and shoot and kill her. Good for him. You know, standards, I would hope. <laughs> but Grace has found a, a hiding hidey hole in the dumbwaiter. Yeah, and she's sitting there, and she's like, Taking her nails. Herself, like, what the fuck? Oh, how was your wedding? Oh, it's fine. I spent the night in a dumbwaiter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she very quickly decides. She's in there for maybe like 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. Because time has to go by relatively quickly throughout this movie. So she had to have hid there for quite a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of wish it, she had, like, her phone or something. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice for us to kind of get passage of time, because yeah. you know when it hits 5 o'clock, but other than that, you don't. And I think that's also really smart, though, because you don't know when it's going to end. You don't know how that's much true. time she has left, so that anxiety is still present. Yep. Because you're rooting for her. She's oh, yeah, the girl she's you awesome. want to root for. Um, final girl status. She's cool. She's a very cool final girl. Yes. So anyway, she eventually gets out, and Alex told her before she went to go hide to meet him in their bedroom. Yes. Just, like, because he, he knows what's up, and she has no idea, and he doesn't want her to be completely caught off guard. So yeah. he gets out of the game room through a secret servant's passage mm-hmm. and ends up kind of stealing her away, and they're in the bedroom. <laughs> yes. And a maid is looking for the two children who Mm -hmm. ran away when she fell asleep reading to them. Yep. So Gabe and Georgie are are on the loose. They are. But uh, the maid walks into the bedroom while they're hiding kind of under the bed. They're on the opposite side of the bed. Right. Um, And all of a sudden, a shot goes off. Yeah. And her face kind of, half of her face kind of explodes off. Oh, God, so gruesome. And Cokehead's sister... It's like, oh, I got her, I got her. Yeah. No, you didn't, you idiot. It's not even her white dress. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, and he's like, you want to look for the one with the white dress? <laughs> so she feels bad. And what was it? Eventually, Fitch says, that one was my favorite. Yeah, later on, in the, he's like, oh, that was my favorite. But, uh, yeah, and Dan, Emily's, like, losing it. So they decide, they're like, oh, does it count? Maid, Maid wasn't quite dead yet, and Emmy's like, oh, it's it's gonna be okay. And then she gargles her last bloody gargle. Yeah, and <laughs> rightfully so, Grace is like, holy fuck, what the fuck? Like, that was meant yep. for me, and she starts kind of panicking, and Alex is trying to make sure she stays quiet. So they drag the maid out of there, but then Emily comes back in to snort some coke. Yeah. Get so pumped up, I guess. Once they get the, once they get the maid out... Alex and Grace go back into a servant's passageway. Yes. And then Emily comes back, snorts yeah. up a lot more coke, wipes it off with the tip of her gun. Yep. Like an insane individual. <laughs> she is an insane individual. She is. Ugh. But, yeah, they go, and now Alex has to get Grace on board to try and survive the night. So he explains to her, hey... My family is cursed because we essentially sold our soul to the devil in order to have the riches that we do. Yeah. And whenever a new member comes into the family, they have to play a game. There's only one card out of all the cards mm-hmm. that means that you, ha- the bride or whoever the new person is, has to die by dawn or my family will all die. Yeah. He also describes that, like, there's no getting out of the game either because others have tried and then they're dead by the morning. Right. Remember what happened to the other family? Yeah, they died cousins, in a house fire. <laughs> uncles. Nope. Yeah, and and while that they're arguing kind of loudly, Fitch is on the toilet, right? Yeah, that's when he's looking up his crossbow YouTube tutorials. <laughs> how to use your crossbow? <laughs> yeah, because he has no idea how to use one. So they they fight, get that idea, but Alex tells her, "I'm gonna help you. I will disable all the security, get the doors open, so you you we you can make a run for it, and I'll meet you outside." Right. And then he gives her these little yellow converse, and mm-hmm. then she ends up ripping her dress apart. Do we want to talk about the dress real quick? The dress has 17 different versions. Yes, so it, go, it tells the story of the whole um, movie. Yeah. Um, the costume designer's name was Avery Puez, mm-hmm. and she was <laughs> she wanted the 
I guess, the degradation of the dress to be kind of like Bruce Willis's tank top in Die Hard. Yes! So, that's kind of the in, the idea she was going for, but the original wedding dress style was based off of Kate Middleton's wedding dress. Mm-hmm. So, but very pretty. And there's actually, her dress is several parts, so the, the top it's a is top one, and, and a skirt. skirt, and the belt is its own separate mm-hmm. thing. Um, so, Yeah. So, and any time she ripped off her dress, that had previously been ripped and sewn back together, so it made for easy ripping. Yes. But now we get punk rock bride in Converse. This is her one of her many moments of evolution throughout the film. Yes. I think it's the first major one. Yeah, it's the first major one. I think she may have ripped her dress a little bit in The Dumbwaiter. Yes. But nothing we could really tell. No, it just got caught. Yeah. It wasn't a character moment. It was a... Tension. Yeah. But, yes, she has to go down the serving cars and she has two doors to choose from. And he told her to go to the left. Go to the kitchen. Yeah. She go. I think she... We don't see which one she picks. But she picks the right one because we see her go to the kitchen. No. No, we she don't. She ends up in the hallway. You're right. In between... Uh, the people carrying the maid and Emily, and Emily starts shooting again. Yeah, and, and missing. And she drops the gun. I don't know what I'm doing. And and that's when you're right. That's when Grace runs and she finds herself kind of in a study. She. Yes, she runs like into the study, and she tries the doors locked. She tries the phone disengaged. Uh, she grabs a chair and is about to break the window, but mm-hmm. doesn't because she hears people coming, mm-hmm. and that would just draw attention. So she puts it down and tries to hide again, and then Danny comes into the room. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just getting a drink. <laughs> I was, like, rooting so much for him this entire movie. So he's clearly disenfranchised or whatever with his family. Oh, yeah. And what they're doing. Yes. He constantly refers to himself and Emily as the fuck-ups. Yeah. Which... Makes us wonder about Alex. <laughs> yes, that should be, like, clues and, and things, but... But he, anyways, he says, I'll give you ten seconds head start. And then he does one, two, two and a half. <laughs> yeah, and that's when she runs... Now she she's starting to run towards the kitchen, but she stops at the game room again. I was gonna say, she stops and gets the gun. Yeah, she stops and get the eight-gauge uh, shotgun off the wall. And the shells. And the shells, which the shells... We'll find out very shortly are fake, but she doesn't know. Yeah, she has no idea. I wouldn't know. The, I, it's a very smart move, had you know. Yeah. The the shotgun is actually more used for, like, bird hunting, so you could get several birds in one shot, and that's why the ammo is so big, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fun fact about the gun. But now she gets in the kitchen. Yeah, and she's... The, the doors are not open yet. Alex is in security trying to figure yes. that stuff out when the butler walks into the kitchen. She tries to shoot the door, but it, the gun's not loaded, so right. it didn't work. So then she hides from the butler. Butler's in there making a huge racket. Singing, lots of singing. And whistling and... Making tea and... Yup. So she's trying to load the gun now. Yes. While he's doing this, without making enough sound to attract attention to herself. Yes. This is nervous. And he's watching, Alex is watching her do this as he's trying to figure out how to disable the security. Yes. Um, I can't remember what happens. I think what happens first... She comes out of hiding and threatens to shoot him. And that's when Alex takes the fire extinguisher and smashes? Yeah. He starts doing that after the, the fight with the butler. So the fight with the butler, okay. she threatens to shoot him. Doesn't work because that's when we find out the ammo is fake. And then she instead grabs the boiling hot teapot and smashes it into his face. So half of his face has become like Two-Face from Batman and he's all burnt. Yeah, and later in the movie you see like it's not just red and puffy anymore. There's like blisters that have started to form. It's it's a good, good little something. Prosthetic maybe? Is that, do you think that's CGI? Uh, I think it was probably latex. Okay. Just a very thin layer of latex and then probably just some makeup Goop. over. Yeah. Goop. Yeah. It wouldn't be that difficult. And so now she's on the run again. She is on the run. And this is where Alex finally takes the fire extinguisher and beats the security system to death. Yes. 
which opens up and removes lockdown because at that time that's when the family had decided let's go to the security room because you know what they would have wanted us to use the security they don't actually decide that they just notice that the security cameras are turned back on and they go to investigate it okay because then they think it is alex and they and they were fighting about it weren't they yes yeah so anyways they come in to try and stop him and basically they restrain him i think the dad knocks him out no daniel knocks him out Hang on, did we miss my favorite? No, we... Oh, yeah, Emily. Yeah, we did. Yes. Yeah, so they... Um, Sorry, we're a little out of order here. So, the the butler thing ha- still happens. Yes. They haven't decided yet on the security system yet. So, they decide, oh, well, what if we do X, Y, and Z? Emily left her gun somewhere. Yeah. So, Fitch offers her the crossbow, and she grabs the crossbow and then shoots another maid, and yeah. this is my favorite death. It's really rad. Because it's so good. And the bolt goes through the maid's mouth and out uh, the back of her neck. And whenever Aunt Helene is now trying to discuss what's to go on, the maid is gargling, so she finishes her off with the axe. Yes, she does. Which, that the maid was coming in to yell at, to tell them where um, mm-hmm. Grace had gone. So Yes. <laughs> then, then they go to the security yeah. room. That was happening in the study when Danny yeah. yells, she's in the study. But yes, now Grace is on the move, security camera's down, uh, Danny and Dad find Alex, they have a moment where Alex is choking out Dad, Danny tells him no, mm-hmm. and then Dad knocks out Alex, okay. and they're gonna go tie him up. Okay, I was wondering how that sequence went down. Yes. Grace, on the other hand, is running through the house, um, and I believe she ends up running down the hallway to the dorm- dumbwaiter again. Yes. And she opens it up, and the third maid is in there. And yes. the third maid is like, I don't know what is going on. They've I'm not even a maid. <laughs> yeah. They just liked how I danced. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know. And then basically Grace says, oh, well, they're not after you, they're after me. And I'm like, why would, Why the fuck would you say that? Right? Well, um, Grace is a good person and is trying to, like, calm, calm someone down. down. And the maid takes that as a... Oh, they're after you, not me. So she begins to scream for the family. But in the midst of struggling with Grace while doing so, activates the dumbwaiter. And snaps her spine. Yeah. This was a kind of a weird death. It was boring. Yes. And kind of just implanted. I think it would have been funny if Emily had killed her. <laughs> and she's just that a maid killer. great. So Grace is like, oh, fuck. But Grace does figure out a way out of the house at this point. She sees that one of the doors is, or one of the windows is unlatched. So she gets out. Yes. She and then jumps. we have an, Not yet. That's, oh, not yet. that's right. She has a scene with Alex in the bedroom. So she's, she she gets out the window and is outside listening. Mm-hmm. Antoline and, uh... Becky. Tony. Tony? Are having a discussion about how he's the next, how Alex is the next leader and all this. Okay. And, and they, she overhears that conversation. Alex is getting tied up in a different room. So Becky's conversation with Alex comes later. Yes. Okay. Um, but this is Aunt Helene and Tony discussing how Alex is the only one who's seen LaBelle in his chair. Um, Alex, actually, you're right, Alex is in the room, but Becky's not there. Alex is knocked out, but yeah, he's, he's not actually knocked out. He hears all that, too. Grace doesn't know that, but right. basically they're saying he's supposed to be the one that takes over the family, and Aunt Helene is talking about how she should have been the one to kill her husband mm-hmm. that night. She just didn't realize that's what um, LaBelle wanted at that time. Right. But Grace hears all this, and while Fitch is literally in the next floor down, uh, Googling if um, packs with the devil are real or bullshit, <laughs> Grace jumps <laughs> off the roof. Yeah. And then uh, Fitch is also texting someone named Kip. He's like, hey, uh, like, Kip is me- messaging him, like, hey, what are you up to? And he's like, nothing, family shit. <laughs> yeah, this is great. He's great. So apparently um, Christian Bruns, who played Fitch, he improvised a lot of his lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, like, the texting and stuff was improvised, but a lot of what he said was. Oh, yeah. He's so a hilarious funny. Dude. So funny. He's so funny. It was very well done. So then we have Grace doing a reverse wedding down the aisle. Yep. Running. 
into the woods, and she hides in the goat barn. Yes. Because she feels someone is coming, this coming is for her. one of the first ones where, where we were like, oh, satanic cult. Like, we knew you were, something was up, but, yeah. like, specifically Satan. <laughs> like Yes. And she gets into the goat barn. It's all goats. There's no other farm animals. How do you feel about goats? Goats are fine. They have weird eye pupils. Yeah. My grandparents had goats on their farm. They're kind of loud. They kind of scream and stuff, though. They're kind of cute, though. They were okay. Okay. I don't have many complaints about the goats. They're just goats. They're just goats. They're kind of cute. They will eat your shirt. Oh, yeah. They'll eat your, like, I think I went to a farm once and tried eating my shoelaces. Yeah. They'll eat anything. But she's discovered by Georgie, one of the kids. And she, at first she's relieved because he's a kid and you wouldn't think what he's about to do next is capable of just, I, man. Yeah. He he has his mommy's gun. He does. And shoots Grace in the hand straight through. So we, yeah. see, we see through the hand. Mm-hmm. And Grace punches him in the face. Knocks him out. Knocks him out. Excellent. And then a goat startles her and she flies backwards into the body cellar, which is what I called it. That we, makes sense. We see all the dead goat carcasses because of all the rituals and all that. We also but see... But we also see Charles! Yeah, Charles Charlie! there. Charlie! Um, the goat that kind of charges at her and scares her, they originally were going to do a puppet, but it looked really bad, so they ended up using a real goat, and they had to talk to the goat wranglers. They're like, yeah, of course we can do that. I mean, it's not hard for a goat to just go, meh. Yeah, like... <laughs> They naturally kind of charge at things when they have horns, too, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he was clearly tied up, so it, it, he, she was in no danger of getting yeah. hit by the goat. It but just it startled her. her. And she tripped him. Right. Body cellar. Yes. It's the body cellar, because it's not used for anything else. And, um. She vomits. She, yeah. She is not having a good time. So, starting in this sequence, all of her dresses are dyed um, a hair darker. Mm-hmm. In order to, because I mean, the movie itself gets darker, and it makes sense. Like, she's getting really dirty. You fell into a dead body pit. Yeah, and you're in a barn, and you're doing X, Y, and Z. You're falling out of windows. You're landing on grass. You're doing all this. So, yeah, it's going to get dirty. Mm-hmm. But now she's going to one-handed climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. And she's a trooper. It's a really rickety ladder. It's old. The ladder collapses beneath her. As, she is As she's one-handed hanging from the top, and she's slipping, so she has to use her other hand, and the other hand goes right on top of a nail. Oh, my Her gosh. holy hand. The nail like, goes right through it. She just screams. Which, honestly, that might help with leverage, though. That's kind of, or would it make it worse? Would it, like... If it it probably still hand. made it worse, but the fact is, it's another thing helping you. Cause True. Because it's a rusty nail so it's gonna be hard to remove yep so the only thing that you have to worry about is the fact that like your hand might rip through only thing only thing you know but, what? Like, that hand's fucked up anyway correct. it's got a hole through it like correct. just pull yourself up and then deal with the ramifications of your hand yeah so she does manage to pull her her body weight up over and get out and then she rips one of her dress, dress sleeves. sleeves off and mm -hmm. uses that as her bandage around her hand mm-hmm and she's in a lot of pain. She was using her real-life anxiety uh, to keep herself anxious throughout the whole movie. God, that would be so exhausting. Oh, yeah. And having to film also exclusively at night. Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention when she falls into the goat pit, that was a harness that they strapped in. So they had to figure out how to put the wedding dress into the harness so that she could fall. Mm -hmm. But... Mm. It's still icky. Uh, <laughs> so she does that, and while she's doing that, she's she's like, okay, got that figured out. So then, she has to keep moving. Yeah, there's she has to get off the ground. <laughs> yeah, and she she comes across the gate then. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Make sure we're not. Oh, when she, yeah, when she leaves and she's running towards the gate, Charity sees her. Oh, yeah, she does. And she's like, I got you, bitch, and she aims, uh... What she, whatever weapon she has, and you she thought it misses. it was a gun, right? I thought it was a gun, but it was not, it was No, like, it, was, it was something that, like, has, like, arrow bolts. Almost like a harpoon. Yeah. But she can't aim for shit, 
<laughs> it, it, like, wildly misses Grace. Oh, yeah. And she tells the butler and, and gets the family, she's like, off the property, property and the j- butler genuinely wants to join him because he's angry. Yeah, his face is messed up. He's like, you, you did this to my beautiful face. Right. So, she Grace the front re- gate. Yes, and she sees a weak spot and she breaks through. Oh, boy. This is, like, hard to watch because it's so slow. But she's got this, it's in her back. Yeah, there's, it's, it's not like a normal gate where it's just, okay, here, and the spiky stuff is up top. There's, like, fleur-de-lis symbols throughout the whole thing, so it's sharp metal. And it's just piercing her skin, and she doesn't Her whole back is scratched. So bad. It's hard to watch. She, and she makes it through, though. She does. And, and tries to stop a car, which then dismisses her. <laughs> and um, this scene, when they filmed it, it was snowing outside. So when she does that whole string of expletives that the guy who just keeps going, that was, like, genuine, just upset. <laughs> and she's just like, I don't even remember what I said. I just went. <laughs> she, she just hurls a lot of obscenities that, like, aren't even a coherent sentence. Uh-uh. She just loses it. It, it was wonderful. So anyways, he keeps going, so she's like, crap, what am I going to do? So she runs into the forest. Yes, because the butler's on her tail. Mm-hmm. She sees the butler driving around. Yeah. And we have another family meeting. We do. And so Danny and Cokehead's sister McGee have to take care of the maids, uh, and they take them to the barn and dispose of that. And butler is finding Grace and tackles her and all this, but Grace gets the upper hand and uses her sash from her dress to yep. choke him out. Yep. And steals the car. And has a wonderful conversation with Justin, the OnStar help. Yes, it's called a Trip Safe in the movie, but it is OnStar, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, we could call the police. Oh, I have to reboot the system and all of this. He's like, oh, I was just notified that this car is stolen, so I have to shut it down. And she's just like, no, Justin! Justin, no! <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, but it's company policy, but the police are still coming. She's just like, hey, Justin, go fuck yourself. He's like, there's no need for that. And he's like, all right, I'll just go now. (laughs) Very good. Another little funny thing. So Samara Weaving doesn't know how to drive, so they had to teach her how to drive for this little bit because she didn't know what, didn't know, like, what to do with her hands and how she should have been acting and stuff. I did not know that. Yeah. Very weird. But then, as she's trying to calm down a little bit, Butler reappears and tranquilize guns her mm-hmm. to put her to sleep. Yep. And now she has this wonderful little dream of Alex driving, but then she, like, looks <laughs> over at him, and he's wearing the mask. Yeah, and this scene took an hour for them to film because they were slap happy, and they couldn't <laughs> stop freaking laughing at each other because it was very absurd. But... One of those, like, two-in-the-morning, four-in-the-morning shoots. Yes. And and while that's happening, the butler is pre-game, or pre-celebrating, um, while FaceTiming the family, and has the music cranked up, he can't hear what's all going on. Right. And Grace wakes up. Yep. Everybody in the family sees it and is yelling at the butler, but he can't hear it, so she kicks him in the face twice. Yep. And crashes the car, Butler dies. Yep. And she survives. Um, so she's kind of calling out, and at that time we see Danny kind of approach her. Because he followed, because it's been a while that she was asleep or passed out, right? Yeah, I think we also missed the moment where, when they took care of the bodies of the maids, Danny and Emily come across. Oh, we were talking about it, but we didn't finish. We, uh, we see Georgie, who's a freaking psychopath. He is terrifying. He's got a black eye. And Emily's like, what did she do to you? And he's like, I just was doing what you wanted me to do. I'm so proud of you, Georgie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. But Danny then finds Grace outside. He's like, I come here for peace and thanks for crashing a car into my tranquility. Thank you so much for that. (laughs) They have a little heart to heart. You can see his internal struggles. He, the, his whole arcy internal struggle boy. But he gets in close and just hits her with the gun. He doesn't shoot, he just hits her with the gun. Yeah, and Dan and Danny and Dad carry her back to the house for the ritual. I remember me and you were like, oh, Dad was there, that's why he did that. Yeah. 
And then this is where Alex and Mom have their conversation and their oh, mother knows okay. best moment. Yeah, Ma- Mom is telling him, you know, you're telling me that you're going to kill me if she dies. But I know you, and I know when push, push comes to shove, that you're going to kill her to save this family because you've only known her for a year and a half and I've known you all my life kind of thing. Yes. But any hoozles. At that point, we're like, oh. The family is now ready for the ritual. They all We all cut to them having a few little moments to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fitch is punching himself in the face. He's like, you're not a bitch, Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Danny is deciding what he wants to do um aunt helena is all amped and ready to go mm-hmm. and then we cut to grace on the pentagram table tied up yep and the family's going through the ritual they're drinking from this cup they're all in robes yep um the cup ends with danny and he's just holding it but everybody else drank from it and as they're about to say hail satan yeah uh, they all start vomiting blood, and Danny rips off his robe and gets Grace out of there after poisoning his family. Yes, he does. Um, so, I know they're running, and he's trying to get her out. Yeah, so they hide underneath the stairs for a little bit, and they're like, we're gonna go get Alex, That's and we're gonna get right. out of here. Yeah. And as they're moving from that spot, Charity comes by. And she tries to shoot Grace. But, no. She aims, but she... Hits her husband. She wants to hit her husband. (laughs) Yeah, I think. So she shoots Danny in the jugular. And he's, um, like, we knew immediately. And that pisses off Grace, and she goes and kicks the shit out of the Yeah, she she takes the gun from her and pistol whips her. She was going to shoot her, but it was out of bullets. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So Charity is unconscious for the moment, and she kind of comes back over to Daniel, and Daniel is, he's dying. He's dying. He's not dead yet. But he's pretty much saying go. Yeah. Um, Grace says thank you. She runs. Now dad finds Grace. Yep. Beats him with a lantern and then starts the fire. Yep. And then Alex then finds Danny dying. Do you think he thought Grace did that? I think it's left to our imagination for him to figure out. Okay. Because it, it could, he, he doesn't know or maybe doesn't want to believe that Grace could do that. But then he walks in on Mom and Grace. So Mom and Grace have their little showdown. Mom is choking Grace out. Yep. Which this is the first scene that they shot. Yep. And Grace then fights back and beats her in the face with the box and accidentally actually hits yep. Andy in the face. Which, <laughs> oh. She probably thought she was going to get fired just yeah, for that. Yeah, she was so nervous. I would have been so devastated for doing that. Oh, my Lord. But... As she beats her with the box, mm-hmm. uh, Alex then finds Grace, and they have a moment where she's back away. She does not trust him anymore. I mean, I wouldn't either. No, I wouldn't either. He disappeared for several hours, several hours although she didn't know he was trapped upstairs in the bedroom, right? Did she? No, she didn't. I don't think she fully knew, because she didn't, like, look in the window. Right, and so she no idea where he's been yeah. and what so, he's been doing. Alex betrays her then, because he knows he's not going to get to keep her. Yeah, he's like, well, if I'm not going to get to keep her, I guess I'll keep my family. Right. And uh, everybody else comes comes forward, sees dead mom, and starts back up the ritual. Yes. Um, so this time they don't have her tied down anywhere. They're holding her down because yep. they don't have enough time before no. dawn. And she, Grace, still fighting back, manages to loosen her grip from Aunt Helen. Helene and gets stabbed in the shoulder instead of the heart from yes. Alex. Yes. Because he's the one doing it now. Yep. And flips off the table. Banshee screams, rips out the knife from her own hand, like shoulder and is ready to fight. Yeah. Still. And that's when Aunt Helene opens the window. And it's daytime. And you're like, oh my gosh. And there's this very long pause where they're all clearly panicked and looking at each other. Mm-hmm. But nothing happens. Nope. So they're like, well, what do we do now? Aunt Helene's like, well, we start going to kill her because witness. Yep. And then as Aunt Helene brandishes her battle axe again, she explodes. Yes. Which Favorite was, gore moment. This is bananas and jelly. Yeah, and it tasted like caramel. Yeah, the blood did. So 
this scene was the only scene filmed in the third location, from what I understand, which was uh, yeah. the WYCA in Oshawa, uh-huh. Canada. Canada. So they were actually allowed, because this was not at a, at a, his, not, a historical, historical yeah, site, that they could actually kind of get things messy. So this yes. is more practical. Still got some CGI, but it's more yes. practical than the rest of the movie. Yes. So Antoline dies first. She mm-hmm. explodes first. And then Charity. And then, I want to say it's Fitch. Yes. And then the Emily and the sons in the hallway. Yeah, they we don't run actually, out. Yeah. Which is good. We don't need to see kids exploding. Yeah. Then Dad. Then Dad, because he's like, I'm in control. No, you're not. Get out of here. <laughs> and, and Alex then, is like, oh, he's giving me a second chance. See, I'm still here. And then she says, I want a divorce. And just throws the ring at him, and then he explodes. When the ring hits him. Yeah. That was awesome. And the whole time she's kind of giggling. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, which was apparently her take. So they they did two takes of this. One of her laughing, one of her playing it more straight. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh no, the laughing is definitely the way to go, which was Samara's yeah. idea. So Awesome. And yes, he explodes and then Grace sees LaBelle in his chair, gives her a nod. Yep. As if she's free, she's spared, and whatever. And then the fire spreads and she walks outside, now fully bloody, and her dress is 100% red now. Her hair is matted, and she grabbed Becky, the mom's cigarette case, mm-hmm. which is like this gold yep. cigarette case, um, and sits down to have a smoke as the authorities arrive. Yep, and they ask her what happened, she's like, in-laws. End of the movie. It was so good. So good. Hilarious. But yeah. Uh, so, do you want to do taglines, though? I'll do taglines real quick. Um, taglines are, the game begins, a killer game of hide-and-seek, they're coming, and in-laws can be murdered. <laughs> Those are okay. They're okay. Um, so I have a few fun facts left. Yes! Uh, it was Annie McDowell's, um, idea to say holy dick in the movie, because yes. that's something based off of what her father used to say. Yep. And she injured her back before shooting and didn't tell anybody. So when she's so. doing, like, a sultry walk down, it's because she's, like, just trying to keep posture while she, her back is also in pain. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how you would do that. That would hurt so bad. Yeah. You wear heels and stuff while your back is out? Yeah. Um, this was also not the planned ending of the movie. Uh, Grace was originally supposed to die. Was she really? Yes. What they have done with that? I think she was just supposed to die when Alex came down with a knife. Oh, okay. But that honestly, that would have yeah. not been cool. Uh, they only had five five candelabras that they kept like moving mm-hmm. from place to place. And LaBelle is actually the devil, not like a spirit of the family member or anything like that. Just mm-hmm. gonna make that clear as well. Um, and that's all my fun facts. Not a lot of fun facts. It is a newer movie. Yes. The interviews and stuff, if you go and watch them, they're pretty good. They had some, like, panel stuff and whatnot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that is very interesting to listen to, and they seem like a really fun cast. Yeah. So. You want to grade this shit? Yeah. So. Yeah. The way we do this is we have five questions that we go over, and we both rate them on a scale of 1 to 10 for a possible score of 50 each, 100 total. And it's supposed to help us make this little ranking for all the movies we've watched. So what is good, what is bad, what's entertaining. Yeah. 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 Uh, so first question. Was this movie scary or was it a good horror movie? I give it a nine. Wow. I really like this movie. I gave it a six. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. When <laughs> the, It is very good and I highly recommend it. It was just predictable. It was very predictable. I, I knocked that down somewhere else. I took that out of the writing. Yeah. So, th- because the trailer gave everything away. It did. It did. I mean, it's a very basic premise for a movie. And yes. about halfway through, you're like, or even before, you figured Daniel was going to be the good guy and Alex was not. Yeah. What I wanted to happen. She runs away with Daniel. I, I wanted Daniel to, like, I, th- I also thought about how to get Daniel out of the curse thing. Get him disowned. Like, you are no, you are 
finished pretty much like he he's screwed up so many times that the family's like you know what you're disowned yeah and that would maybe get him out of the cause i have no idea i have no idea how it works i think that would have been an interesting i was like (laughs) maybe he could somehow marry (laughs) she could have an annulment to her brother to his brother alex and get married to daniel in the middle of the movie (laughs) but then she would have to pull a new card fuck you're right (laughs) but that was my idea but like but you wanted danny to make it through and have her have a completely different relationship have her husband be the bad guy yeah which he was but yes that's kind of what i wanted but yeah i only gave it a six second question how was the acting 10 out of 10 i gave this one an eight i liked it a lot sometimes like emily's character or like who she was Sometimes over the top. I'm not sure if that's completely believable, even if it was very funny. But it's because of the coke. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen anyone in co- on coke before. Coke addicts are crazy. Are they really? They are high energy, okay. in your face, just constant. They are nonstop. So it was pretty accurate. Okay. Um. It, it, it's still good, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are the special effects? I gave it a nine. Seven. There's not, I mean, it was good. I. There's just nothing, there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but there was nothing wrong with it. Right. So, gave it a nine. Was it a compelling story or have interesting twists? That's, I gave a four. Again, with the predictability and what I was rooting for because Danny is my boy. I gave an eight because for me, it was kind of compelling. Like, I didn't want to put it down kind of thing. It did have an interesting twist. No. I didn't expect Danny to die like that, though. Yeah, I was unhappy with that. We were like, what? No! Um, and the last question, how was character development and writing? This I gave a seven. Seven. For the reasons we've kind of stated. Yeah. But also, like, I got higher points in this category than Compelling Story because of the character development. Yeah. Everybody had, like, a little something, like, an, of an arc. Yes. Danny had several revelations. Alex had revelations. Grace went through, like, seven character development stages. Even, like, Charity had something. Yeah. Mom and Dad had a little something. Yeah. Like, it was it was good. So, my total score was 39. 36. For a total of? Uh, 75. So, this puts it in between Fright Night, which had seven, 70, not seven, oh, good lord, <laughs> <laughs> 70, and Hellraiser, which had 76. Okay. You want to tell them what we're doing next? So I am <laughs> so excited about this. Christy showed this trailer to me. And I'm like, we have to watch ago, this. And it, it looks fabulous. We are going to be watching Willy's Wonderland from <laughs> this year, 2021, with Nick Cage. Okay. Neither of us has seen this yet, but we have seen the trailer. Yes. And Nick Cage doesn't say a word in the trailer. I hope, I'm putting this out there before we watch it, I hope Nick Cage doesn't say a single word throughout the whole movie and is just screaming. That's his that only audible. Amazing. I think that would be hilarious. Of just him screaming at animatronics but saying no word to any other character. <laughs> and just living his his That's life nice. as a badass trying to get his truck fixed. That's all I wish. That's and all I hope. This movie looks like it's Five Nights at Freddy's inspired. Yes, which we'll get into when we cover it. I have much to say about that franchise and the tie-ins to that, so. Yeah, we'll see how how <laughs> prevalent that is. I mean, yeah. the whole premise looks like it is, but I do yeah. want to see the movie before we say anything else, so. Yeah, so we're going to go do that now. Yeah, let's go watch it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, uh, real quick, if you want to come talk to us, you can find our Facebook group at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast. You can find us on Twitter at A Unnerved. And if you like our artwork, you should go check out... Danielle, who's my sister, who does Yee. amazing artwork. Go check out our Instagram at Danny Draws Dragons. Uh, link in the description of this podcast episode. Yee. So how to spell her name. Sometimes people are, don't know how to spell Danny, so... I mean, there are many different ways to spell Danny. Yes, there are. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to go watch Willie's Wonderland, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Woo! Woo! Bye! Bye.